Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin. We have several of the good news gals and even an honorary good news guy with us since producer Dave is out and Marie is in. Welcome, Marie. Why, thank you. We have Luke Sommer back, and Luke is with ARC, and you're on the board of directors. You do a lot of work with them, and you and I both have a real passion for uh, the people that are hired by ARC who are ambassadors, who are, I'd say, differently abled, because there's a host of differences, I would say, in uh, their abilities, uh, per se. So welcome back. Well, thank you so much for having me. We have a big event coming up we're going to talk about that Luke and I and a few others are going to this weekend to benefit ARC. It's the ARC Gala, and they're always really an inspiration inspirational because Cindy you chaired one once good news gal Cindy actually uh, my husband and I did chair yeah. arc I think it was three, three years, years ago. ago yeah when they dance uh, it was a dance contest it was dance like no one's watching ah. oh, and we it. took the ambassadors <laughs> and uh, we actually gave them dance lessons and they did fantastic and <laughs> it was so much fun seeing them walk down the runway and just and they model clothes. Dancing like no one was watching. It was perfect. And it it's was cool, perfect. too, that they and it model said all clothes. Of us, that they modeled clothes the from ARC. In fact, all the outfits, even the ones we wore, were from ARC. Yeah. And uh, it was really a fun event. So we'll tell you Great more about that as we go through. We want to share an inspiring story as we welcome the good news gals. Jennifer Bishop is here. You just uh, heard from Cindy Marsh. Leah Schaefer, who doesn't always join us, is here. You know Leah as the uh, good luck charm, charm for the Denver Broncos. Have they lost yet when you've sung? No. That still holds? <laughs> no. After all these years? Yes, and I need to do the Super Bowl. Yes, you I do. I can't believe okay. they've never lost. When I'm claiming that, right? Right now. <laughs> claim it. Name it. Claim it. Donna Hetzler, author, speaker uh, here as well. And Donna has a wonderful ministry uh, where she encourages and uplifts women, Jericho girls. And then also uh, Miss Senior America 2004, <laughs> Michelle Ron. I love to throw that in there. Oh, you are so good at that. I know. I love to throw it in there for her too. And she's like, oh no. You know, so <laughs> she always says, God has a sense of humor. He I does. <laughs> he does. To let me do this? Are you kidding? Oh my gosh. All right, uh, let's start with a good news story. Marie, you said this is a 12-year-old, and he started his own business on his bike. It cracks me up because I was just telling Luke in the oh. elevator that my son runs a, a shoe business where he resells, like, high-end shoes that will get at ARC. I just bought three pair last week, and then he lists them on GOAT, this, like, shoe website, and then resells them and makes a profit. So this little guy has a business on his bike. Yeah, another budding entrepreneur. Sounds like your son, too. Yeah, he sells marketing space mm -hmm. on his bike. Let's take a listen. In the clutter of messages in which we exist, it's hard for an advertiser to cut through. Let's go! But this hey, is new. Check out my sponsors. NASCAR at five miles an hour with a 900 horsepower 12-year-old. I have absolutely 
in control of my company. Milo Amundsen's brainstorm was born. Treasure Island. When his mom and dad set him up. It was right here in the basket. With that milk crate. Next thing I know, he has this sign on it that says advertising space for sale. Which might come as a surprise to some parents. And I'm always trying to make a buck. But not Milo's. Milo probably has four or five business ideas a day. Mom, I love you. As a sixth grader, he ran a clandestine canned soda service out of the school lunchroom. I've started lemonade stands. Um... At one point, I considered even getting to be ordained so I could bless people's businesses. But the business he's named AdCycle. I would not put that on the air. Maybe his best yet. Sound good? For 10 bucks, Milo will pedal your sign on five meandering trips around Duluth <coughs> and five more trips back home. Right now, I have a good 15 clients. 15, 20. I, I, I would have to check with my business manager, but... Wait. What? This is the office for AdCycle. Um, I'm his sister, <laughs> and it just worked out that I'm pretty organized. <laughs> Abby Amundsen is now managing the comings and goings I instituted this at AdCycle World Headquarters. This is a leatherworks company. <laughs> and since Milo hit social media? We have a sewing company from Texas. It's been all the siblings can do. Follow me. To keep up. Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. Uh, our first grade teacher, and she really wants to do a public service message reminding kids to read during the summer. Which is why it has to be important when Abby's little brother parks his bike. Ready, go. Milo was born with a condition called dyspraxia. There you go. Meaning his brain doesn't always send a clear signal to his muscles. And then you stop. He used to just fall off chairs spontaneously. Ready to count. Also meaning one. Schoolwork can be hard. Three, four, five. Oh, stop counting again. You're leaving me out in the cold. You know, Milo does have these problems, but I think the best thing about him is that he finds end arounds. I'm going. Turns out there's not much better place for a kid working on coordination and balance than a bike. I just live life as a happy person. He found a way to monetize therapy. With profits approaching a hundred bucks. I'm just cross the street now. Lately, Milo has been noticing Duluth's untapped potential. He's talking about doing some franchising. Can you post the link to my Facebook page on your guys' website? For you, Milo, anything. Yay! I would love to do some advertising for Care 11. All right, so I personally think that he is, he's like the kind of young man that when he grows up would be would work for ARC. That's why we chose this because they have differently abled ambassadors. But I just he's so ingenuitive. And when Lloyd first heard that story, he actually offered Milo and I wrote to them on Facebook uh, that ARC would advertise with them. And he's just overwhelmed <laughs> because of all the attention he's gotten since the story first came <laughs> out. Seriously, wow, what a wonderful story. It mm. is, and I loved his description of end arounds. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty darn clever. Well, as <laughs> a teacher. Clever. Oh, gosh. You know, truly, you just know that there, the kid has potential in, no matter what ability is written down on a test. You just have so much ability, and obviously he's a good example of that. I, th I think we all have abilities or disabilities in certain areas. I, I really do. I, you know, I hate when people label. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. 
because it, we don't need to have all these labels. Right. Each one of us has things that we're better at. God, you know, God gives us all these gifts. Mm-hmm. And why not use the gifts? You, you couldn't tell at all that he was just, I hate, nope. that, I hate that word. I, hate that I had a special like, I love differently abled. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, the the real beauty is mm. that at such a young age, he has this entrepreneurial spirit yes. that thinks out of the box in such an amazing way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel He's like... 12, 12, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. 12. Sixth and I, I love the end arounds, I think, too. And not to change the subject to bad news, but... And Leah, you can decide how much we want to talk about it. We don't have to give specifics. But, you know, our kids already have to deal with enough. And my kid was, I wouldn't say bullied on the bus. I would say just harassed the other day where they um, were saying things about um, male parts to him and they were having Alexa repeat it to him. Mm. And so he recorded it on his phone and played it for me. And then I asked some of my friends, would you tell the mom? Because I know the three boys and I know they're one grade ahead of my son. And I, I know the uh, one of the moms well. And they said, yes, yeah, you should. Because I my son just wanted to sweep it under the rug and like let it be like have it go away and if it comes up again then we'll address it right but you know our kids so my the milos of the world have to deal with 10 times as many issues in school uh the people who do stand out is different and don't look like clones in school and so you have had to deal with um something recently um, and again, don't, you don't have to give specifics. You don't have to name the school. You don't have to say your daughter's name. But it's uh, something that actually shocks me. And normally we have a couple of the good news gals who are African-American. One has, Michelle has biracial kids. And then we've got usually Monique here whose kids are African-American. Your daughter, whom you adopted, uh, is biracial. And so here she goes to middle school and bam, she, there's Good old I- social issues. media. And it's like hardcore racism. It's not something you'd expect in Colorado. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure they learn it in the home, television, whatever. But my, the biggest thing for Lolo is I just told her how she responds is what matters. Um, for sure, let authorities know, the principal, the teacher, myself. Um, and then just, you know, you have to just rise above it. I mean, we're going to find out who it was. Um, but she's just, she knows because I had her, I, I grounded her at a, such a young age in God and who she was. And I knew I was going to have to face this eventually. I didn't know so soon. Yeah. I think um, that was when you sent me some of the info when I read it. I think that that was what surprised me a little. Yeah. And God just surrounded me with the right friends who are also mixed race and African American. And so I reached out to them and I, I said, how do you handle this? You know, um, you don't really see it when you're Caucasian a lot of the times. Um, And so I reached out to a lot of my friends who are mixed race and they just said, this is what we do. This is what you should do. And they're all godly. So they gave me sound advice. Um, And that's important. So did you also ask Lolo how she would handle it? She came home in tears, just couldn't even believe it. And she was devastated. But she just she knows who she is. She said directed at her or others. No, it was pretty much there's not a lot of African Americans at her school. It's pretty uh, Caucasian there. It's not very diverse here in the Douglas County school districts. So a lot of her friends are also African American. So they just kind of stick together. But she knew right away, you know, I have brown skin, you have blonde skin, a lot of questions asked, but never like this. This was just disgusting and evil. I mean, truly 
disgusting. I hope they find out and expel the person. Right away, the school was all over it. They That's just, good. they don't tolerate that at all. You know, I want to beat someone up, of course, you know, and you, yeah, I can't do that. So it was rough, you know, to see her so broken. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's real important to talk through with her, mm -hmm. for her to handle most of this. As a teacher, we just see so much helicopter and so many parents rescuing and enabling, and it has to come from the kid. I mean, yes, I know how grounded she is, and it just, it's going to build up her strength. You and I know that. She doesn't experience that right now, but she's got to be involved in how you handle this, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Absolutely. We contacted the teacher who's actually, you know, Asian. Okay. Um, and because the person that created this account did it in the teacher's name. Oh, so, wow. So, so not only would the teacher experience this, okay. but so she's for sure not alone. Okay. Um, Good. and Good. all of us got together and, you know, had a huge meeting and how to handle it. And, Good. um, so, so Lola didn't feel like completely alone, but I don't think she really recognized her color or race sure, right, until right. really recently. Well, she has white parents, so yeah. it's interesting you say that she didn't really, really understand her color or race. She didn't see herself, yeah, as any different than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, and the birth mom is, it looks just like me. She's totally Caucasian. So, I mean, it just, it's amazing because actually Lolo is 80% um, Lebanese and Caucasian, and the other part is Haitian. So she's really not, I guess, she's considered. Mixed she's definitely mixed. So. Well, I just thought about this little guy Milo and how we mentioned the workarounds and how here he is, 12 years old at that time, where maybe some of the more hardcore bullying would start. And uh, Robbie, one of the Arc ambassadors, was sitting right where you are, Luke. Luke, who's joining us, who's with uh, Arc, he's on the board of directors. And uh, just you know, I had tears in my eyes as he explained what his childhood was like, and I see what my kids deal with, and they're just, I guess, probably pretty cookie cutterish looking kids, comparatively speaking, to many others. You know, they're good athletes and that you know they blend in with the kids and are you know what you I guess want to be in middle school a clone of the other kids and so if they're dealing with issues of I don't know if I want to say bullying but being harassed uh, imagine what the kids who don't blend in get have to face whether it be uh, you know someone that's differently abled etc Marie how much time do we have left I want to make sure we talk about the ARC Gala. So, Cindy, you mentioned that she and her husband chaired it a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I've been really involved with ARC, uh, Luke, for, I think, seven years now. Uh, and I'm, I'm just so attached to them. I kind of think that I might work for them when I leave radio just because I have such a great relationship with the ambassadors and what they do. We would love to have you. <laughs> Come right, on over so. if you ever leave radio. You do a great job with where, where you are now. Well, let's talk about what the gala is going to be about. But I want to start first with why have you made this your life's work? I know why Lloyd has because his son, uh, Kennedy, uh, has Down syndrome. Uh, why, why have you gotten attached to this organization? I've been involved with ARC for 11 years now, and, and uh, they're one of the preeminent nonprofits in Colorado. And if you look at every dollar that is given to them, the multiplier as far as how far that goes is so significant compared to a lot of our other friends in the nonprofit community. Uh, so I got involved when I was working professional sports. Uh, I know that your show was broadcast nationwide, so a guy that's popular here, 
here, but John Elway is known everywhere in the United States uh, if you're a football fan. Um, I was working for him, and he was looking for ways to get involved in the community that would establish his name as a partner in, in working with preeminent uh, nonprofits. And uh, so ARC was on a t- significant growth trajectory at the time. Um, this was about 10 years ago when I first got involved. They were at $30 million in revenue uh, through their thrift operations. Today, we're at over $90 million in revenue. Wow, awesome. If you were a tech company, you'd be pretty excited by those metrics <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and that type yeah. of growth. Um, but we saw a, a consistent revenue stream through the thrift operations that would not have people going out and asking for money consistently every year or having rough years like 2008 when, when that came along. Because we're thrift, we were insulated by the, by the downturns yeah, in the market. Time. So we've been able to provide these good uh, services in the, in the community, goodwill uh, in the community consistently. Today, we, uh, through our, ch- our chapters, will provide direct services to over 10,000 Coloradans. And those are people with special needs, but they're single moms. They are, are families with preemie kids or kids that, that were born with uh, some issues uh, at, at birth. Uh, the, the breadth of who we provide services to is rather broad. And our ability to continue giving back and, and magnifying those dollars has is, is just been significant. So uh, that is what got me involved and kept me involved for so long. And, and the fact we continue to grow is just really keeping me excited. So arcthrift.com is where you go for info, and the gala is on the 8th, and it's a lot of fun because the ambassadors are highly involved, and they'll be uh, modeling the clothes from Arc Thrift Store. I'm wearing a pair of pants from Arc Thrift right now. They're beautiful, like, oh, Angie. thank you, thank you. Yes, I have so many So tell us who can go items. to the, who can go. Anyone can go. Ah, see, yeah. so give some information here. Yeah, arcthrift.com. Right. It's on the 8th, All that right. is uh, this Saturday, and the tickets are uh, for sale there at arcthrift.com. And it's a dinner and a fashion show, and uh, it's just a wonderful uh, gathering. I enjoy those galas uh, the most, I think, of all of the nonprofit galas around town because, well, first of all, that uh, I know so many of the ambassadors, so they're so excited to see me. Ben always asks me to dance, <laughs> and Lori's there, and you know, so many of the, the ambassadors I've known. Seth is oftentimes there, and they're also honored. Miles, one of our favorite ambassadors mm-hmm. who's been on, who's very musical. Uh, he'll be honored at the event, so it's fun for me to see uh, my friends who work for the company. So that's really wonderful. We'll be having a Motown theme, so oh, Motown good. band will be playing. Ooh, They'll be, be dancing, fun. great Neat. music, a great show. Uh, just a great way to bring the community together uh-huh. and, and recognize individuals with special needs who oftentimes are not recognized or, or seen for who they are in the community. Right. So this right. gives them their special platform and moment in the spotlight. Good. Love that. Love that. All right, so ladies, anything standing out in your mind? We have a couple of minutes left. I got all my good news gals together here, and we're excited today because we don't get to do anything after the show normally, and we planned something. So any reason that you guys keep coming back? Cindy, you're so busy. I mean, come on. (laughs) Your nonprofit life is crazy. So why do you keep coming back every every, so often? Just love you, Angie. Yeah, we just come for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, much. we all are people of faith. Right. I think that's something. That no. I think we want to share hope with people. Do you Absolutely. know, not only that, um, when you come and you hear the good news and you hear all these amazing things that are people are doing out there, I always leave the good news feeling blessed. Mm-hmm. Blessed just hearing people's stories, um, encouraged and... Rejuvenated. Just, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's a, it's a phenomenal... And... Obviously, our leader is phenomenal, and it takes it takes it takes somebody like that to bring us all together. But I love the, the title of the show, Good News. 
with and, you Angie know, it's Austin. It's tricky because I was in news, right. hard news, right. and I got so bummed Tired out it. by yeah. it. It really was like a weight on my shoulders that I knew there was good news out there and we didn't share enough of it. And so initially it was the good, but, but I did want the good news of mm-hmm. the Bible in there too. Like I wanted Absolutely. to be able to share our faith. But you made us aware each week to go out and look for it. And mm-hmm. that's that's the difference because we're bombarded with all the ikipu stuff and the but, chemistry of all of us together. Right. Like we yeah. just uplift mm-hmm. each other and come together in we community. We all have a lot of fun things going on right. and interesting things. Or the tough times in life, like yes. Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Beatrice just mm-hmm. lost her husband. Right. Jennifer was married almost thirty years. Just went through a divorce last year. Michelle was dealing with. She'd had her own heart attack, and her husband had health issues. Leah, we're talking about the bullying race situation, mm-hmm. and Cindy almost died like six months ago from a um, sh- uh, anaphylactic yeah. reaction. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say it. Anaphylactic. We just want to offer hope um, in what is the real world. I mean, all of us are dealing with things as well. So thank you so much, Luke, for coming in from ARC. Again, the gala is on the 8th this weekend, Saturday, arcthrift.com. We'll be right back with the good news. Good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love ARC. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, welcome back. This is producer Dave sitting in for Angie. Uh, this is the, just going to be the next installment in our new series of author interviews that we've been doing. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times with all the good news ladies in there, we get an author in there and the author gets kind of washed out a little bit or we have a five minute interview with an author and we can't really get into the meat of the book. So we st- decided to do this middle sec- segment where we can talk to these authors just one on one, me and them. We can talk about their book and we can really, really dive deep into a lot of these uh, the books, the ideas in the books and really get really good meaty answers. So today we're going to talk about a very powerful story. It's, it's part tragedy. It's part 
uh, you know, overcoming great odds. It's, you know, in the end, it's what we do here on the good news, and it's all good news. So we're going to be talking with author David Klein and his book, Walk by Faith. And um, I don't know the whole story, but I do know that one day when David was a young man, he dove into a river and was paralyzed. He broke his neck. And, uh, you know, as anyone can wonder, uh, you know, being paralyzed has got to be very, very traumatic and very, very difficult. And David says that he wouldn't take it back. He says that it's made him who he is today. And I'm really interested in this idea because I feel like I would get deep in the doldrums if something like that had happened to me. And so I'm really interested in hearing David Klein's take on what happened to him and where he's gone and his journey that led him all the way to today. So hello, David. How are you today? Good. How you doing, Dave? I'm really good. Thanks for being on the show. We really appreciate it. I think our listeners are really going to like this book. And um, yeah, so let's just get into it. Uh, so why don't you tell us a story about what happened and, uh, you know, tell us leading up to, to your accident. And then um, it says here that you that you wouldn't go back, you wouldn't fix it, that you, would, that, that you think that God has put, placed you here for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it started in 1987 in the summer. I was at a, a local lake, a lake I'd been to a number of times. I was watching my brothers swim, and uh, one of them called to me while I was up on shore, and he asked me to swim with him. So I ran down the sand, ran into the water, dove in next to him. It was nothing stupid. I wasn't jumping off bridges or rocks. It was just kind of a dive everyone does when you kind of just run in and it feels deep enough. But somehow I hit my head on the sand under the water, and that instantly broke my neck. So it was just a freak accident. Um, maybe I dove high to come down and hit my head. Maybe I didn't have my hands out in front of me, but it was just a freak accident. And I stayed conscious. I didn't black out, and somehow, instantly, I knew that I had been paralyzed. You knew right away. I, I, I knew, and, and maybe it was because uh, I had already read Johnny Erickson's autobiography, and so I, I knew that if you dive wrong and hit your head, there's a chance you're going to be paralyzed for the rest of your life. So maybe that's where that thought came, but, but I knew, and in that instant, I, I had this thought I, I thought, well, God will heal me. And it just put me at peace and calm right there in that instant. Wow, that's amazing. I, I feel like uh, most of us, I feel like I personally would be really upset and freaking out, but I guess you had the love of God wash over you, and and you still held out hope at this point, I'm sure. But then um, after a while, you realized how serious the injury was and how your life had changed. Now, um can you lead us up to when you kind of came to the realization that you weren't going to walk again? Well, as I said, somehow I knew instantly, but the, but the real realization came when I was floating in the water, staring up at the sky, couldn't move at all, and out of the corner of my eye I could see my arm just floating over there, and I couldn't feel it, and I couldn't move it, and that's when it really uh, confirmed to me that, oh, I have done something serious, and and then later, officially, when I was taken to the hospital and did x-rays, then it was uh, for sure that I had indeed broken my neck. Right. And so after that, um, I'm sure 
it was difficult. Can you tell us about a little bit of your difficulties adjusting to your new life and, and some of the things, some of the thoughts that you went through and maybe even sometimes that you doubted that this was happening for a reason? Well, that's the, that's the really amazing thing, and I guess the amazing thing about God is that I, I think he's given me extra faith because from the very beginning my thought was, well, God must have a reason for this. I don't know what it is, but he must have a reason. Um, he's God, he's a big God, and he's in control of everything. So he must have given me faith because, like you said, I think most people would be freaking out in a situation like this and, and panicking and stress and, and doubting and questioning, but I really thought I, I can't get mad at God because he's God, and I, I didn't really feel like I should question God either because I knew he, he knew what he was doing, and and, um, and and that's been the case. He's proven he's proven that's true that he does have a reason for everything. He's always working on something. Um, you know, my favorite verse, the verse I've really clung to through all this, is Romans eight twenty eight where it says all things work together for good to them who love God and called her according to his purpose. And, and that's a promise, and God never fails his promises. So I, I really cling to that verse. Right, and you feel like this accident and you writing this book and sharing your experiences have called, that's your purpose that you've been called to. Is that right? Yes, and, and, and earlier before writing this book, I was a high school English teacher for 20 years. <laughs> And I, that thought had never entered my mind before my accident to be a teacher. So I think God wanted me there kind of as a, as a light to these kids in this public school. So I really do believe he, he's got purposes for each of us. We, we might not know it at the time, but we just have to trust him, and, and he'll uh, open the doors there for us. Right, right. And so in light of all this, I've, I've seen that you've written that you don't want to be kind of pigeonholed into this. You don't want to be this person who's defined by this disability or by this accident. Now, how do you fight against that, and how has that worked for, in your favor? Well, that's a good question. Um, well, for example, when I was teaching, uh, in the first week of school, I would spend an entire period and tell my kids, my students, uh, my whole story and let them ask any questions they wanted about disability or anything. And then it seemed like after that, for the kids, it was no longer an issue. It was just here I am, a teacher who gives them too much homework, and, and they're not focused on the disability anymore. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I've tried to, to maintain a, a normal life and have a job and things like that so that I'm not, like you said, defined by a disability. Right, right. But in light of all that, I'm sure that there's been times when you felt vulnerable or weak or insecure, limited in your abilities. And how have you learned to kind of control that part of your journey and overcome that? Well, you're exactly right, and, and there's a, a part of my book where I talk about that. Um, when I was in college, um, I went through this sort of embarrassing kind of subject, and that was just the way I, I pick up my own water bottle, just something simple. Because my arms, I have some mobility, but I don't have uh, mobility of my fingers so for me to pick up my water bottle, I, I have to use both hands, and I kind of push them against the water bottle and pick it up. And it's certainly not the average way everybody picks up their water bottle. And so for me, I, I wouldn't do it in public for a while. I was kind of embarrassed. And then eventually I thought, well, that's stupid. I shouldn't be embarrassed. I want a drink of water. I'm going to get a drink of water. 
I don't care if people think it looks unusual. So that's how I got over that, and, and it's probably the same in some other instances as well. Right, and so, and obviously, um, I mean, a lot of people that have been through accidents like this, and I mean, picking up a water bottle is just the, the tip of the iceberg there, but have you had other health concerns or anything else that that could have challenged you to keep up? I mean, you have such an upbeat attitude. I, 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 I think it's upbeat for, not only for somebody who's been through an accident, but upbeat for anybody, and I, I really see that, and I, I can feel God's love coming through you because of that, and so... Uh, is there any other ways that, you know, that people can pray for you or that, you know, other things that we can um, work on research for to help that would help you? Or is there any other challenges that we might not even know about? Oh, I appreciate that. There are a lot of challenges. Um, you know, some people think, you know, the the whole thing, the whole bad part about being quadriplegic is, you know, not being able to walk, but there's so many other health issues. Um, I've suffered from uh, kidney stones and pressure sores uh, that have kept me in bed for a month or two, and uh, bronchitis and pneumonia. So I, I have to be constantly vigilant about my health and disciplined every day. Uh, and then other challenges are uh, caregivers. In my book, I talk about how I've had caregivers uh, steal from me or caregivers who are using drugs. And, and so I'm having to rely my whole life um, on these people who are not sober and they're passed out. and That's been a huge challenge for me. Uh, thank God right now I have a great caregivers. But uh, as I describe in my book, there's, there's been some horrible, horrible challenging times with health and caregivers. And so it is a, it is a struggle. Um, so I do appreciate the prayers of you and your listeners. Right, right. Well, you certainly are in our prayers. And now um, I want to ask a little bit, like before the accident, was your faith as strong as it is today or directly after the accident? Or do you believe, how did this accident kind of affect your faith either to the negative or to the positive? Well, I became a Christian when I was about five years old, and I always thank God for grabbing me so young. And so I was a Christian when this happened to me at 17. Um, but my faith had never really been tested. You know, I had a great childhood. Everything always worked out for me. Um, so this really kind of made me, uh, I guess no pun intended, uh, you know, walk the talk. <laughs> and uh, this really challenged my faith. But, but like I said from the beginning, I, God somehow gave me this faith to trust Him. And um, so my, my faith was tested, but I think God will give us the faith. He will equip us for whatever He gives us. And if it's a, a lot and, and more than we think we can handle, uh, God will give us that strength and faith to get through it, just like He did for me. You know, that's something that we talk a lot about on the good news. Angie's always talking about how you're never going to be tested. Yes, the tests are going to be hard, and you're never going to be tested in a way that God doesn't think you can handle it. Yes, you won't think you can handle it, but God knows where you're going and what the test is about, and He knows that you can overcome this. And I admire your dedication and your faithfulness to knowing that you're going to be able to get through this. And I think that that's something that you really write about, that you talk about a lot in your book, is, you know, you, you talk about how, even despite, like I said, other people that weren't in an accident before, we all feel kind of overwhelmed and unable to, un, like, unable to deal with hardships or circumstances that were put in or, or these trials and tribulations that were put in. But, but 
you have to hold on to the faith that God wouldn't put you in a situation. He's going to test you, and he's going to push you to your limits, but he's not going to put you in a situation that you cannot handle. Now, what would you, you know, to even to people who haven't, aren't quadriplegic, aren't in a, an accident, fully able-bodied, uh, but they're still feeling like that, do you, you speak to those people and you still help them through your story? And what is the kind of things that you tell them to keep them on track and keep them focused? Well, yeah, everyone's going to go through something, and it might not be a spinal cord injury, but it's, it's something, and it's hard, and it's challenging, and it's painful. But, but like you said, we, we believe in a, a big God who's all-powerful. He knows the beginning from the end. And, uh, I've heard a, a, an analogy once how our lives are like a parade, where we're just there at one part of the parade, but God up above, he can see the beginning of the parade, the end of the parade, just like he can see our entire lives, the beginning and the end. And, and, uh, and he, he wants what's best, he wants what's good, and, and uh, he knows what's blessing, what blessings are around the corner for us. So he just wants us to trust him, no matter what we're going through, just to trust him and have faith. And, and as I said in Romans 8.28, everything will work together for good. And so we've just got to have faith that, and that's something for everybody, not just people who have spinal cord injuries. Right, right. And I, that's something that we talk about a lot. I think it's such a beautiful message. Um, and so one more idea. We only have a couple, couple minutes left here. Um, and I have one more question for you, and then we're going to talk about kind of where to get the book and everything. But um, So everybody, I'm listening to... We're talking with David Klein. This is the good news with Angie Austin. This is producer Dave sitting in for Angie. And David Klein wrote a book called Walk by Faith, where he suffered a terrible accident, broke his spinal cord, became a quadriplegic, but throughout the entire thing, he knew that his faith in God was going to carry him through. Now, this final idea that I'm, I'm very interested in is, you say in the book, I didn't just want to live, I wanted a life. Now, what exactly does that mean, and how has that worked out, and are you able to do that? Well, that kind of goes back to how I didn't want my life defined by a disability. Um, I, I wanted to have a job and um, travel, um, maybe get married, yeah, have a normal life uh, and, and have accomplishments and not just be um, a guy in a wheelchair. And as I mentioned, I, I uh, ended up getting my teaching credential, um, taught for 20 years. I coached soccer for five years um, from my wheelchair. So I, I tried to do things that any able-bodied person could do so that they, they see that and not just a guy in a wheelchair. And, and I just wanted more of a life than, than just you know, stuck in a wheelchair in a hospital or something. Right, right. And I, I completely agree with that. I think, uh, you know, I think it's funny, a lot of these things that you talk about, in order for you to talk about them, you had to be put into this situation. And I, and I admire you for, for your faithfulness and for you, you sharing your story and sharing your message. But these are all things that people deal with no matter what circumstance they are in. And I, I think that that's one thing that people are going to find in this book is you're going to be able to find things in your life that you can connect directly to David and his, you know, pardon the pun, but his walk through life. And, uh, you know, and hopefully, you know, you'll be able to glean all these things through David and through his words and through his experiences. And I want to thank you again for being on the show. I thank you for sharing this, your story and sharing your book. I'm so happy to help you get the word out about it. Now, can you tell us a little bit about maybe what is next 
for you as far as writing books or where we can get this book or how we can help you and other ways that we can keep in contact with you? Thank you very much. I, I do have other book ideas that I'm thinking about, and, but right now this book, Walk by Faith, is on Amazon, and it's in hardback and paperback and Kindle. Uh, it also is found on iTunes and barnesandnoble.com. Nice, and it is it uh, on iTunes? Is it an actual book or is it an audio book? Do you get to read this? It's it's not audio. People have oh. been asking me that, so I should consider that. But uh, I do have it in digital format, and uh, I'm also on Facebook at David Klein Author, and that's K L I N E. Well, thank you again. This is this has been really great information. Thank you for sharing your story. I know a lot of our listeners are going to connect directly to you. I hope that you all reach out to David. Uh, I hope that we get a touch base again someday in the future, David. And I hope that God helps you carry through your journey despite the challenges. And I'd love to have you on the show again sometime. And I just want to thank you very much for being here. And everybody, thank you for listening to the good news. Um, uh, Angie will be back here in just a couple minutes and uh, we'll, we'll be all be back together with some more good news. All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization. And I find so much positivity and encouragement. And I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. There is so much fun stuff to do at the YMCA of the Rockies this summer, you're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. At YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch, we are celebrating our first summer at the Spruce Saddle Adventure Park, featuring a zip line, rock climbing, slack lines, and a pendulum swing, all part of a unique playground designed to ignite the spirit of even the youngest adventurers. The Spruce Saddle Adventure Park is located right next to our famous summer tube hill and our world-class dog park. YMCA has made Snow Mountain Ranch the place where the entire family can adventure together. YMCA Snow Mountain Ranch is the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to snowmountainranch.org. Fill your summer with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Book your stay at snowmountainranch.org today. Angie Austin here. I want to tell you something that's close to my heart that I, I, I hope you'll feel uh, a passion for as well. Uh, helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. I have a lot of friends who work at ARC. 
They're ambassadors. They have over 300 differently abled ambassadors. And so I shop at ARC all the time. I donate my items to ARC. And they give a lot of money back to the community. And they have a big gala coming up. And so I have the president and CEO of ARC. Uh, Lloyd Lewis is here. And uh, he's going to tell us about the uh, gala and also his passion for this work and hiring people like his son, Kennedy, who has Down syndrome. Hey, Lloyd. (laughs) Angie, we are so excited about our 50th anniversary gala. It's going to be on September 8th at the Hyatt Regency downtown, and we expect seven or 800 guests to be joining us celebrating everything, everything that we do in the community, and uh, we will have a fashion show featuring some of our employees with disabilities who will be wearing clothing from our stores. They'll be accompanied on stage by Channel 7 anchors, and that'll be a lot of fun. We are also going to have Heroes of the Year, three of our employees with disabilities, and, uh, and they are, I think they've been on the show. I know Miles has been on many times on the all, show. I think all three of our heroes have been on your show, and they really enjoy your show. And we're just going to celebrate them for what they bring to our company, their contributions and their positivity and their willingness to, you know, really jump in and do whatever they're asked and appreciate their co-employees, and, and they just really make the company go. So well, we're very excited. A, a wonderful thing about shopping with our, it's shopping with a purpose. I get great deal, deals there. I got I buy a lot of my children's uh, sporting equipment. They're involved in basketball and baseball and swimming and gymnastics, so we get a lot of things at ARC, including clothes and shoes. And so you can get great deals there, but again, the money goes back into the community, and they have a lot of ambassadors who really uh, have a wonderful purpose in life through their work with ARC. And if you'd like to go to the gala on September 8th at the Hyatt Regency or find an ARC location near you or you want to donate items, the website, Lloyd? ARCthrift.com. ARCthrift.com. And you know, in terms of the donations, I um, I do that quite often. I have the truck come. My husband's not one that likes to hang on to things, so he loves ARC because he likes to, you know, me to get rid of things. And I kind of feel like um, good about giving them away when it goes to ARC because I know the money is used to help our community. You raise a lot of money, but you don't just help, you know, people through ARC. You also help a lot of other nonprofits in the community because your thrift stores generate income. So first, let's start about uh, talking about when we buy items at ARC, how does that help? Um, well, we collect donations from the public. We sell them in 27 thrift stores, and the net proceeds go to support a lot of great charities, uh, 14 ARC advocacy programs across Colorado, helping 10,000 individuals and families who have intellectual disabilities like Down syndrome, like autism, like cerebral palsy, and those advocates are helping them find jobs, housing, medical services, services in schools. We also employ over 300 employees with disabilities, so we're the lar- one of the largest integrated employers of people with disabilities in the state of Colorado. And all of the net proceeds from donations that are sold in our stores go to help these wonderful, deserving charities and, and people that we support. And just one simple example, uh, Lori, a friend of mine who's an ambassador now with ARC, she's a greeter, and she's down at the Casa Bonita location. Um, she, before she was an ambassador, told me she'd outgrown her wheelchair. And I can't imagine how painful it is to be in a wheelchair that doesn't fit you anymore, and they're expensive. And so she told me ARC bought her a new wheelchair when she outgrew her old one. I mean, imagine being in a wheelchair you don't fit in, how much that would hurt to be in that, that you know, tw- you know 16 hours a day. Lori is one of our favorite ambassadors, one of our favorite employees with disabilities. She has this delightful, charismatic, very cheerful personality. She's funny. She's our ambassador who told my CEO group that she was gunning for my job because she'd throw better parties. She probably would throw better parties. And when I chided her at bowling night, she said she was throwing me under the short bus. She has this terrific sense of humor. She does. She writes beautiful, very moving poetry. 
and uh, she's just a delight to have in our store. She wrote me a letter once too. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's very uh, has a lot of depth to her personality. I mean, she's very funny, uh, and she told me when she goes, "I'm very smart." I said, "I'm, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very smart, Angie. I'm well aware of that." So, uh, shopping donations and the gala, and so where do they go to find the various locations? Because you're all over the place. Yeah, on our website, arkthrift.com. You can see a list of our 27 stores. And we're also opening a new store in Brighton in October, a new store in Longmont this coming winter. Wow. We have a letter of intent on a North Glen store. Sheesh. Uh, we are finalizing a letter of intent on a Boulder store. So you can find a store, you know, no matter where you live, you will find one of our three stores. Love it. Uh, and again, uh, if you want to donate and you want the truck to come, 303-238-JANE is another great way to have the truck come right to your house for your donations. 303-238-JANE. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.